Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. This week, my guest is Ben from the band A Place for Owls. Welcome, Ben. How's it going? Good, man. It's good to talk to you. Good to have you on. You guys are based out of Denver, and that is correct, right? Out of Denver. Yeah, totally. Uh, you guys are going to be opening for Switchfoot for three days in November. So how cool is that on the beautiful Letdown <laughs> Tour? November 2nd, 3rd, cool. and 4th shows in Denver, Billings, Montana, Salt Lake City, Utah. So that's pretty amazing. How uh, how excited are you guys to open for Switchfoot those three dates? Well, it's ridiculous, my friend. Like, this is – I mean, I grew up listening to Switchfoot. You know, I think I got into him when I was, like, 14 years old and just learning guitar. And uh, they've stayed, and John Foreman's songwriting in general, and Switchfoot in specific, have stayed sort of like a touchstone band for me personally. And so it's just, it's surreal and wild, and it feels like God himself is winking at me. (laughs) (laughs) All this is going on. How did that all come to be? Was it a a label thing? Did you, was it a, a contest or was it local bands type deal? Yeah, so I have no idea why they asked us. <laughs> so uh, the I think I think how it came about. I will have to confirm this when I actually meet you know like John and Tim Foreman. But um, so when they originally announced the 20th anniversary tour of Beautiful Letdown, they misspelled Denver on the flyer. They said Denver with a yeah. M. And, uh, and so I just, my instinct is always to make fun of people that I love. And so I just, I just posted on Twitter from the band account, like I just said, Denver. And, uh, then I had like seven or eight of my friends, you know, like post below it on Twitter, Denver, Denver, Denver. And then John Foreman shows up and, and says, Denver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, on Twitter. And so I was like, okay, John Foreman already interacted me once uh, today on social media. So I'm just going to try something. So I just I just said, hey, Switchfoot, I think you would like the band A Place for Owls. You should listen to us. And I expect, I do this, I do this fairly regularly with, with people that I respect and almost no one actually listens and no one responds. <laughs> but, but uh, like an hour or two later, Tim Foreman shows up in the comments and says, yes, I actually really do like this a lot. Thank you for sharing this with me. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're texting each other on the band group chat and freaking out. I'm just like, <laughs> did you see Tim Foreman listen to our band? Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so we, other than just being like, oh, that's a cool moment. And, and then, then like, a week and a half later, they followed us on Instagram, and they follow like 200 people on Instagram. They don't follow anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like the Jonas Brothers and us now, you know, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so uh, we're like, okay, something's happening here. And then like three months later, one of their booking people reached out and said, hey, are you free to open for them on these three dates? And my, my best friend, Daniel, who's the guitarist in A Place for Owls, Daniel thought it was a scam. 
she was <laughs> like, this, there's no way this is real. Somebody is like, just, you know, this is a, a sick joke, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and, and so we like looked up this dude's email address and saw that he actually, oh, it, it looks like he actually works for this, uh, you know, booking agency. Oh, it looks like Switchfoot is one of their clients. Oh, this might be real. And, <laughs> And so, uh, and then we had to, the worst part was we had to be quiet about it for like a month and a half before mm -hmm. it got announced. And we're a nobody, you know, like we're a very small band from Denver, Colorado. Like there's, uh, if you just look at Spotify monthly listeners, we're about like 5,000 monthly listeners. Every other band and artist that's opening for Switchfoot on this tour, like everybody else has like a quarter of a million or half a million monthly listeners on Spotify. <laughs> So it definitely feels like we got um, elevated from the kids' table <laughs> a little bit. That's amazing. And imagine if that really is like, which sounds like the very beginning of that, like a, a misspelling by them turns into this yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, it That's feels uh, during this whole experience, it feels like like god has a sense of humor and is is just kind of smiling at us, smiling yeah. at us. <laughs> well i've uh noticed over the years too like occasionally they'll have like a local band for like one night or you right. know people will share the stage with them for a night at a festival or something but the fact that you guys get to spend three nights with them is pretty amazing and yeah, i was wow. wondering if you thought about like obviously you'll talk about that but i'm sure the guys will be willing to share they you know hear just amazing stories all the time about um how hospitable and how like grace you know gracious they are to other artists but have you started to make a list of like things i want to say or ask the guys in those three nights yeah yeah i i mean you it's a it's a when you're a fan and a big fan it's uh it, it's hard to pull off like i want to genuinely express my gratitude for just making really really moving and powerful art that has affected me and you want to like actually articulate that and you know and you do want to like you've got some desires and ambitions to like talk shop or whatever and be like oh you know this is songwriter to songwriter or whatever but then you don't i don't know at least me personally i'm not trying to come across as like a dweeb or whatever <laughs> you know and so uh i just um I think I would like to just express gratitude to the guys uh, when I meet them. I mean, for real, like their guitar tone is some of the best stuff that I've ever heard. Their songwriting is just so, so beautiful and powerful, but just emotionally earnest. And I, I kind of want to just express all that. Um, but yeah, I like, uh, uh, weirdly, my, my boss at my day job, his wife is in, Five Iron Frenzy, and so they know all the guys in Switchfoot, and they and she was like uh, the other day, she was like, "Oh, you're gonna love them. They're they're just really warm people, very down to earth, very hospitable." And so that's my hope that uh, you know you, you're always afraid of meeting your heroes, right? That they're gonna disappoint you in some way. So my mm -hmm. hope is that that we're actually gonna have some real human interactions, which will be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing how all that goes for those three dates and uh, for anyone listening, if you're in any, any of those markets, uh, make sure to check out this incredible tour. I'm excited to see it next week in Nashville. Um, but yeah, I'll cool. be, uh, be looking forward to, to hearing how that goes, those three dates. Um, if you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but you have, is it one full length and a, an EP or two, and then you're working on album number two. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's right. So we have a full-length doc that we self-produced uh, and self-released um, that came out last fall. And then we, back in 2020, we did like an acoustic EP as our first release. And then we did a split EP with a band uh, that we really love from Phoenix, Arizona called Celebration Guns. That, that's, uh, that came out this last spring. And so then we just, um, there's a, a songwriter and a record producer that we really love called Dave Wilton, who's in a worship band called Loud Harp. And he's also in a um, singer-songwriter band called A Boy and His Kite. And Dave uh, produced the, uh, our second LP that we're all done with recording-wise, and then Dave's mixing it right now. And that should, if everything goes to plan, that should come out early next year. Nice. I've always liked this question for artists. Like if, if uh, people that are listening, if they've not, if they're not familiar with you and you had, a, you gave them one song, like this is us, this one song right here. What's the, the title that everybody should go look up? I really like our song uh, called Deliberate Practice. It's off of our full length that came out last year. I think it's probably our strongest song lyrically that's out there. Um, and it's just a fun song that like we're we, we call ourselves an emo band and that's a little tongue in cheek because, you know, we just we wear a lot of our emotions on our sleeves. And, you know, there's a there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, pain and joy and in, in, uh, out in the world that we want to express through music. Mm-hmm. And so I think deliberate practice would probably be my top recommendation for us. Nice. Well, speaking of the beautiful letdown tour, you know, fans obviously know that the, they released the deluxe edition of that incredible album. And today we're talking about one of the songs from that album, More Than Fine. It's yeah. kind of wild to me. You know, I, I just have such fond memories of like the beginning days of this album. So for me, it's just like, you know, track three on this album I fell in love with. And now that it's like considered kind of, you know, old school or a throwback is wild. It's already been, a, you know, two decades. It was I think written and recorded in 2002 and then came out yeah. in 2003. But um, why, why that song? I know we've, we've had, you know, close to 40 songs that we've already done on the pod, but out of still a huge catalog, why did you choose that one to talk about? Well, it was kind of amazing to me when I just looked through the, the list of songs that have already been covered. It's just kind of crazy to me that no one's talked about more than five already. Yeah. It feels like a, like top five switchfoot song for me. Um, it um, one of the things that I really am drawn to with uh, John Foreman's songwriting is the way that he talks about angst and dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, one of the I mean everybody experiences disappointment and everybody experiences that letdown of like I've been looking forward to something good and you know I've been sort of basing my whole excitement on this like good thing that's about to happen and then when it actually happens to you you just get that like oh man that was it like i I wanted more you know and that that's a theme that i i've seen sort of run through john foreman's songwriting and it's one that really like hits home for me my temperament is like i always have to have something to look forward to and um usually when it actually comes about it's like okay that was good but what's the next thing that i can look forward to and uh you know to be totally real with you like 
that's one of the like my disappointment and sense of angst and dissatisfaction with life has been one of the places that like God has met me. And mm -hmm. so there's um, there's something really special about like when I wake up, uh, I don't want just a mundane, even like fine and okay day. Like I, I want to live life like vibrantly and beautifully and like in a really pure and earnest sort of way. And uh, it's also it's also just one of the catchiest songs I've ever heard in my life. Like that acoustic guitar is just so like you do air guitar immediately, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just, it comes on, and um, it uh, it structurally is wild too, um, because like you think it's just this acoustic banger, but then there's like these weird like voices from another room almost that are like mm -hmm. that come in in the little in the little interlude part. It feels almost i know it's not it's not a radiohead song but there's weirdness to it you know <laughs> that, that make it really special and unique so i i love that track so much yeah it's well put i was thinking like musically and lyrically you know like i've always loved that opening beat followed by that acoustic guitar as you mentioned to open the song and uh this is actually one of the shortest songs in our catalog not by length but in terms of total words like it's very, yeah. it's like a you know a couple paragraphs, basically when you're looking at a, a computer screen. So pretty straightforward with the lyrics, which I think fits the message. Like it's pretty straightforward. I, I'm you know sick of just the okay. Like I want more than that. I want more than fine. And right. yeah, so I don't know if um I, I was thinking of some of these other lyrics that that I really like. You know, um, when I'm up with the sunshine, I want more than a good time, or I want more than just the blue skies. And then the incredible bridge of, you know, more than oceans away from who we are. Yeah. Pretty great stuff. Yeah, that uh, it's you think it's going to be just this like kind of campfire acoustic sing along sort of a vibe. But then when the bridge comes on and that uh, like distorted guitar comes in, it's just like it. That's one of the things that I feel like is unique with a band like Switchfoot is they're able to do beauty and gentleness, but also just rock and roll. Um, mm -hmm and fit them both in. And then my favorite part uh, is, I don't even know how to describe it, but right after the bridge, there's a chorus that kind of drops down to almost like a lounge singer sort of feel. Like it, 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 <laughs> the, it the music is intentionally, I think a little bit, um, a little bit fun and silly, right? Yeah. And uh, bringing um, earnestness and humor <laughs> Because I don't know if you're supposed to laugh, but I definitely laugh every time I hear that because it just I picture John Foreman like snapping his fingers, crooning into a microphone like a lounge singer during that like chorus right after the bridge. Um, it's just a it's just a really fun and cool song, man. Yeah, I think when they um, I remember years and years ago when they did that one live, um, especially the version that was like on live in San Diego where he mm. shared the uh, Jack Kerouac um, quote. Um, mm. and he said, he said the words at the end, like my friends like this, th there's a big difference between how this world is and how it should be. And this is a song about wanting more than, you know, more than right. okay. And, right. uh, when, when they broke that part that you're talking about, when they broke that down live, it was even like more of this, like, I don't know, kind of sway rocking sound. And, and, I, I really, really enjoyed how they did that. And when they re-recorded it recently, I think that was one of their stronger, um, re-recorded versions. Um, yeah, to, to bring it to a you know modern modern sound with like their updated you know 
updated voice and whatnot, but I thought it was really well done on that song. Yeah, this morning I listened to both versions back to back. The you know the original uh, twenty years ago version, and then the the R version that just came out, mm-hmm. and it is so strong. Um, and the they kept um, a lot of the weirdness that I was really attracted to in the original yes. version, but um, but it just sounded it sounded awesome. I'm amazed at how. John's voice doesn't seem to age. It ages yeah. like a fine line, right? Like it's just, it's very good. Yep. And one other thing that I want to shout out is Tim Foreman is one of the greatest rock and roll bass players, I think, in the business. Um, and his bass lines are so melodic. And, and there's a couple spots in More Than Fine where his melodic bass lines are just uh, chef's kiss. Very good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree with you there. I was when I was looking up some stuff about the song as well. I was actually surprised by this fact that this was the um, like soon after the release. This actually became the band's first number one Christian song on wow. Christian contemporary hit radio. So I was a little surprised by that. Um, of course, I, I know some of their songs from their first three albums uh, made their way more through like you know movies and and a little bit of radio play and stuff like that. But this was their first number one single on a Christian contemporary hit radio a little bit after when meant to live was on um, mainstream radio. So pretty neat little factoid. They're they're wild, man. They're um, I think they're one of the only bands in the last, you know, 25, 30 years or whatever to like be fully embraced by mainstream sort of uh, music culture. And also the Christian world and somehow not like it never felt like that was an awkward point for them. They were just, it felt like they belonged in both, which is like rare. Uh, It certainly doesn't exist now in music culture. (laughs) I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And for a lot of people, they kind of paved the way too for over the last several years of being able to, you know, just play, play where, you want to be heard and they say, you know, for thinking people and all that. So yeah. Um, often on this uh, podcast, I'll, I'll pull up an old, old quote, like from when the song released and uh, here's what John had to say way back when about that. Um, he said, I spent much of my childhood watching surf videos, fixing dings and looking for waves. Several of the short lived garage bands that I was in wanted to play only punk covers, but I never really wanted to be punk rock. I just liked the energy in the music. I think part of what attracted me to bands, uh, those certain bands, was their commitment to change. But so much of what I hear today is content with the way things are. I feel like contentment can be a dangerous thing in the wrong hands. Now is the time to change. If punk is dead, maybe this is a punk tune disguised as pop. That's good. So it got me thinking about, like, the topic of contentment is an interesting one because, you know, I definitely feel like, we should be more content with what we have, especially, you know, living in America and all the wonderful things that we're blessed with and practicing gratitude is incredibly important. At the same time, there are some things in life where it's like, if we want to see change happen, if, you know, we got to take action, we can't just kind of, you know, sit on the sidelines and we've got to like, Hey, if I, if I want more than this, I need to go after it. I need to work towards it. And so I feel like this song is like, like, yeah, I just don't want to just okay anymore. I want more than that. I want more than fine. So, what are your thoughts on the whole like contentment slash 
you know, gratitude slash wanting to, you know, take action as well to, for change in the world. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I professionally for the last five or seven years have, um, I'm, I'm in a for-profit job now for the first time in like, uh, 10 years. Um, the nonprofits that I've worked for have been around helping folks that are coming out of addiction and out of homelessness. And, um, one of the things that gets me about, uh, especially drug addiction, is that it it fools you into thinking that your life is okay when it's actually falling apart. Um, like you you sort of take on a false contentment when you're sort of like chasing a high or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for for as long as that high lasts, you are convinced that like my life's okay. I'm I'm doing okay, but like meanwhile you're neglecting your relationships and you're neglecting your kiddos and you know you're maybe experiencing the pain of that disappointment of your life not being what you want it to be is actually good for you like you you maybe need to i think we all whether it's through food or alcohol or whatever our poisons are like we i think we all sort of distract ourselves into or talk ourselves into like things are going pretty good when maybe you just need to sit in that discomfort or that pain for a little bit to realize that like hey man there's there's areas of my life that i am deeply disappointed by and i need to experience some better in that and so i either need to maybe take some things seriously that i haven't been taking seriously about my life or career or my relationships or whatever yeah um or a lot of us, I think, find ourselves in situations where there's not a readily obvious solution to solving some of the pain and discomfort and disappointment we're experiencing. And I think that that's where God has met me Yeah, is in those situations where I'm like, I don't have the resources to solve this problem right now. I need some external help. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of contentment if it is you know like like you're talking about practicing gratitude and realizing all the ways that you are taken care of and loved and and beloved by others but there's i think that there's some real work that we all need to do with like growing in our um comfort with our own discomfort or growing with like being able to just like sit in it more and actually reckon with it of like why am I so ticked off and disappointed all the time? Why am I so lonely all the time? What can I do to, what can I do to solve that? Or what help can I get from the outside, whether that's God or other people around me mm-hmm. to like figure out how I can get into a better spot? Yeah, that's well said. Yeah, that's cool too. The the connection that you have with the not-profit, not-for-profit and, um, you know, probably bleeds into, you know, lyrics and, uh, you know, that part of your life as well with the band. And it's cool to see the influence that these guys have, not just with their music, but their personal lives. And um, I think that the Switchfoot community in general, um, I know me personally, I've shared so many amazing conversations that whether that's on or off of the podcast with people, just people searching for truth and meaning and yearning for purpose. And um, I yeah. think this, the idea of all of us being in it together has been very helpful over the years. Totally, man. And that's, I think, the point of music is it's really like we sing together because we're longing for a connection with each other. 
and you get that at a rock concert or you can get that maybe if you're if you're just in a in a house with an with a guitar doing a you know campfire sing-along situation but the the real sort of it's not only beautiful music is not only beautiful for what it is but it's i think it's actually made more beautiful because of that sense of belonging and connection that it can give to us for sure have you had a chance to listen to the uh the deluxe version monica martin dude yes uh i love her old band fox um phox mm-hmm. um I've been a I've been a fan of her for years. She's got one of the mo- the strongest vocals I've ever heard. It's like bluesy and ha- breaks your heart and yeah. pure. And uh, I I actually my experience with the deluxe edition with all the covers was like uh, like half of these I'm really into and half I'm like that's pretty that's pretty good. <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? Like. <laughs> I, I actually, I, it made me a little angsty whenever someone would stick a little bit too close to the original version and they wouldn't kind of make the song their own. Yeah. Uh, and uh, her cover of More Than Fine, she absolutely just owned that song and, and, and sang it in her voice, both stylistically and aesthetically. Um, she really embodied that song. I think it was really cool. Yeah, actually put those those very words in my notes that she definitely made it her own, probably more or at least close to really anybody else on the deluxe, in my opinion, as far as making her own. So like what she did with the arrangement of the song has almost yeah. this like kind of haunting beginning, but she makes it like, um, you know, this turns it from this poppy type song into kind of a slower, almost ballad kind of song, but, you know, in her style and. And I know it's got to be tough because like if you were, you know, like if a place for Al's was, you know, tasked with recording a song, you'd be like, I want to do justice to the original, but I also want to make it my own. So there's, pro- you know, probably some of those artists had a tough decision to make, but I really like the direction she took. Yeah, the my two favorite songs on the record are back to back. It's her version of More Than Fine and then Reliant K's Ammunition. Same. It's just, yeah, I, I love uh the, the screamy, shouty verses that Reliance K did on Ammunition. That was so cool. Yeah, and it took me by surprise. I was just waiting because they had a really cool opening. Um, the instrumentation there is awesome. And I'm just thinking he's going to be in the like the, the typical voice. But comes out shouting. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they did the uh, they did the pop punk uh, like double time drums at the end. It, yeah. was, it was just very good front to back. <clears throat> Well, very cool. Definitely a great song. And I just love the treatment that this album is getting um, with it being my favorite of all time to have all these new versions and the tour and all this stuff. So um, I'll definitely, you know, check back in with you to, to ask how those dates go in November. And uh, you guys can yeah, look forward to that for sure. Uh, any other thoughts you want to give for uh, the song or the band or anything else you want to share? No, man, I'm just, um, thanks for having me on. This has been uh, really cool to talk about one of my favorite bands and one of my favorite songs uh, by them. And then I, I would just, I, I hope that, um, you know, when we're in Denver and Billings, Montana and Salt Lake City, like I, I just, I hope that we don't screw it up <laughs> to be 100% real with you. We're just, uh, we're just trying to play well and be, uh, be polite and grateful is like our, our, uh, <laughs> our definition of success. So 
I hope uh, I hope I hope people like it. And my favorite comment on uh, Instagram after they announced the openers, they were like, "And welcome, a you know, like let's everybody say thanks to a place for Alice for opening up for us or whatever." And then somebody on Instagram just comments, "Who?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so like, we're. Did, uh, did Al City change their name or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in my day, we had Al City. We were a real country. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, it's a is it a place for owls .com? Is that the website? Yes. Got that right. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And and folks can follow us on on Instagram, Twitter. We're on all the socials at just at a place for owls. Awesome, Ben. Thanks so much for coming on and and uh, good luck with those shows. Can't wait. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. My friends, there is a big difference between the way this world should be and the way it is. It's a song about living for more than simply what, what I've got, but what we have. You can put your hands together like this. When I wake in the morning, I want to blow into pieces. I want more than just okay, more than just okay. When I'm met with the sunrise, I want more than just the blue skies. I want more than just okay More than just okay Okay
so shy. 